Hey, welcome to Intentional Living. Here's a question for you. Do you have friendship or friendships with people of the opposite sex? Yes or no? Now, obviously, we all have friendships of some sort with people of the opposite sex. We work with people of the opposite sex. But do you have friendships that have ever been a problem, creating an issue in uh, areas of intimacy when it comes to your marriage, assuming you're married, right? We're talking about married people that have a friendship with the opposite sex. Today, very important topic. Dr. Randy here live in our Intentional Living studio. Amy's taking your calls. Jennifer is uh, running the controls and the engineering today. And Gino uh, has me signed on to Facebook Live. So welcome to our Facebook friends as well. Uh, I'm going to be taking some thoughts directly from a book I, I wrote called Star for Affection. But I'd like to open the lines and have you join in because here's the question really today. If you're married and you have friends of the opposite sex or you've decided not to do that, have friends of the opposite sex, how do you manage that relationships? How do you manage those relationships? Because you're going to hear stories today that we have already to share today of people whose marriages have gone south and been ruined as a result of not managing this uh, really, well, let's face it, a dynamic that goes on uh, can be in the workplace, it can be in church, it can be just friends. Uh, I've had people tell me I've, I've been friends with a person since I was in high school, and now my spouse isn't happy I have that friendship, and I don't know what the big deal is, but it's a problem for them. And I'll tell you this, if it's a problem for them, it's a problem for you, right? So we'd like to have you join in today. What have you learned? What would you share? What's one thing intentionally you're doing in this area to guard your marriage and uh, your own purity, frankly. 888-888-1717 is my phone number. 888-888-1717. I'll tell you what, um, I've got a list of uh, a, a bunch of questions I'd like to ask that might sort of help you diagnose if this is an issue for you. And I'm going to get to those in just a moment. But first, let's get started uh, with Brett. Uh, who wants to share on the program. Again, you're welcome to join us, 888-888-1717. Brett, go ahead. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dr. Randy. Um, you know, my wife and I work in two completely separate fields. My wife is in real estate, and I'm in education. And, you know, this is actually something that's come up um, in our um, in our relationship. We've been uh, together for about eight years and married for five, and actually the first three we really were long-distance um, in our relationship. And that was actually something that happened, um, between her and a, a male friend, um, before we were married. And so that's always been on my mind, um, especially in a, in a female dominated, um, you know, uh, business and education. Um, you know, we really try and involve anyone of the opposite sex who we consider friends to be involved with both of us. So there's an emotional connection um, to both my wife and, and, and myself um, on a friendship level. And then we really, we try and just be open and honest about, you know, what we're doing if we're with someone with the opposite sex. Like if she's going to go have a, a business lunch with someone, she's going to tell me about it and talk about, you know, what they're talking about. If I have to work after hours because um, of my, my the job I am with, you know, my female coworker, She's going to know what we're doing when I'm coming home, um, you know, and there, there's got to be a trust factor just yeah. because of the, the requirement of our job. But at the same time, um, you know, I think engaging with with um, the individuals of the opposite sex is fine. It's just you have to have your, uh, you know, your, your wife or your husband know that person as well and know what's going on um, and really keep the door closed on any sort of, you know, 
um, emotional connection beyond friendship. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I'll help someone through something, but I'm not going to be the, the shoulder to cry mm. on, so to speak, if anything happens. Yeah. If you need that, you need both of you with the same, you know, together to, to have them cry on both exactly. of your shoulders. Now, now, Brett, do you feel like you guys are successful with this? Do you feel comfortable? A lot of trust, things are pretty positive in terms of this uh, world in which we're living when it comes to this topic? Yeah, I think we have it pretty well figured out. We're going on uh, our fourth child here, so I think our emotional connection is pretty strong. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we both have lots of friends who are of the opposite sex. Um, you know, we, we, we just, we like people. So we have lots of friends, lots of people we like to be involved with. We like to have a, um, a very open house um, for friends and family to come meet. And, uh, you know, comparatively to the world, people don't want to think about the fact that, um you know, you can have a, an emotional, you know, relationship with someone outside of your marriage, and that's not okay. Um, you know, you can, you know, emotionally cheat on someone, I guess. And, and a lot of people yeah. outside of, of the biblical worldview just don't see it that way. They think right. it'll it'll be okay, and they try and prove people wrong. And time and time again, you look at the marriage statistics, It's it, mm. it, that's not the way mm. it works. Yeah, that's true. Very, very, very true, my friend. Brett, thank you for sharing that. What do you think? To make too big a deal out of that, this certainly isn't a popular topic in this culture today. Uh, we've talked about this over the years, but now it seems like there's so much freedom and 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 people in relationships. I wonder if uh, you have been intentional in your marriage to make sure some of these barriers or boundaries have been put in place. Is it an admission of weakness? What do you do? How do you handle it? Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. My line is open. Love to have you join in. One thing you're doing to guard yourself and your marriage with opposite sex friendships. Now, my friend, Dr. Todd Linneman, who's a psychologist and a consultant, um, in fact, he has his office not too far from my studio here, uh, put together a lot of very helpful information on opposite sex friendships that I, I put some of it in my book, Star for Affection. Some of the questions he asks that I think are profound as a diagnostic tool for yourself is this. Here are some of them. Is your spouse unaware of your opposite-sex friendship? Are you keeping it a secret? Uh, you know, Brett just talked about being open, talking to your spouse about those friendships, and when you have a lunch or something in the business that needs to be handled, you, you make it uh, public, or have you kept it private? Uh, number two, would you behave differently around your friend of the opposite sex if your spouse were present? Interesting question. What about this? Would you feel uncomfortable if your spouse had the same quality of friendship with someone of the opposite sex as you do. How about this one? Do you prefer to spend time alone with your opposite sex friend rather than uh, in a group type setting? Number five, are you physically and or emotionally attracted to your friend of the opposite sex? We talked about emotional affairs a moment ago. Uh, is your friend someone you would consider dating if you were single? Uh, there's a bunch of questions here. I'll give you just a couple more. Uh, have you ever entertained romantic fantasies about your friend of the opposite sex? And do you ever compare your spouse with your friend? Uh, I wish he were or I wish she were like my friend in some areas. Very dangerous. What do you all think? What have you learned? Want to contribute? Give us a call. 
888-888-1717. By the way, we have a 30-day devotional called One Thing Can Make a Difference. And when you call, there'll be a little announcement on how you can receive that free, our gift to you for being a part of the show today. Love to have you uh, participate. I know this is a very sensitive topic, an important topic, and some of you have been very transparent and sharing. I appreciate it. 888-888-1717. Jason is on the phone in Michigan. Hi, Jason. How you doing? How are you, Dr. Andy? Terrific. Terrific. Uh, go right ahead. What have you learned about opposite sex friendships? So me and my wife are both remarried, and we both had spouses that were unfaithful to us. And early on dating, we decided that we would limit those opposite sex friendships. Uh, we both saw firsthand how things start out innocuous or innocently and how those things can uh, can uh, produce infidelity, right? So uh, that's something that we've done. We've been married for 12 years now. We dated for a year before getting married and uh, the last caller uh, was <clears throat> very succinct in saying being transparent and being open. So uh, she's a physician. Uh, I own a couple of businesses. So there are times that we have to interact with the opposite sex uh, outside of work related things. And we're very open and transparent about that. So that's helped keep those uh, fears from that past relationship at bay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys are being very intentional. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a fool's errand to go in the direction to say, this could never be a problem in our marriage. I think it's a fool oh. that would say that would never be a problem. If you're not intentional, and certainly you guys are being intentional in terms of saying, hey, we're just going to manage this, be very open about it, be aware that there's, you know, we've got experiences in the past that, that have been damaging and we don't want that in our marriage. And so being very intentional has made a difference. And I mean, we were both pretty, pretty hurt by the infidelity uh, in our, our previous spouses. And now so long removed from that, I would be willing to bet all of that started, you know, just as a, a simple friendship mm -hmm. because both of them involved people at work. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're around a person for eight hours a day, um, working in the same department, doing the same things, <clears throat> you know, you, you, they had that congenial friendship that I think just, you know, obviously went too far and it's a, a very, uh, slippery slope, right? Yeah. So we've just been super intentional about, you know, minimizing, uh, anything like that. Uh, I serve in the, the national guard and, uh, even in my capacity as an officer, you know, just being very intentional, limiting my access to soldiers of the opposite sex and, you know, making sure anybody who comes to see me bring somebody with them. So there's always that additional set of eyes, whether it's male or female. So wisdom, you got a lot of wisdom, man. You've been around, um, been hurt some and, you say, hey, there's some wisdom in making sure you put boundaries in place and being intentional, follow it uh, for, for this, your sake, the sake of others, and your marriage. Very powerful. That, that's the way it should be. 
Well, thank you. Well, th- by the way, th- by God's grace. Amen. And thank you, Jason, for your service as well. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Uh, appreciate your call. Bye. All right. Quick break. We'll be back. We're talking opposite sex friendships. It's interesting. The phones are kind of quiet. I don't know what that means. Phones are kind of quiet. You're thinking, uh, I'm not sure I want to talk to him about this. Hey, listen, here's the question. If we don't help each other, who's going to help each other? What have you learned? One thing that you've discovered, or maybe you've put some boundaries in place like Jason has learned, he and his wife. What's one thing that's helped you? Give us a call. 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. I don't like it when my wife yells at our kids so much. What can I say to her? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. I've often said that volume should never replace being intentional as a parent. But I can say this to you, whatever you say, do it carefully. Timing is critical and words matter. She needs an ally in that home, so don't be a critic. Can I encourage you to say something like, honey, I I notice the kids get to you sometimes. What can I do to be more helpful? I also notice that we both yell, which isn't good. In other words, you're including yourself in the process. What could we do together so we don't need to yell quite so often at the kids? I think as you go at the approach with your wife of one of cooperation and agreement, that's intentional parenting. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com. That's the Intentional Living Minute. Uh, Just a helpful 60 seconds sent out around the world online on radio stations. Uh, that we appreciate being a part of. More questions, diagnostic questions about opposite sex friendships from my book, Star for Affection. Do you often reference or talk about your friend with others? Um, this is an interesting one. Has your spouse ever expressed concern about your friendship? Now, when I ask that question, I always get calls from people who say, yes, they have, but they don't understand. They, they're untrusting or they, they, they don't trust me and there's no, nothing going on and um, it's their problem and not my problem. And I say, ma'am or sir, it is your problem. If it's a problem to your spouse, it's a problem to you and to your kids, to your marriage, to your happiness, to your intimacy, to everything. And so uh, it's something that certainly needs to be, uh, you know, be addressed. Have you ever ignored or minimized your spouse's request to end or modify the relationship with your friend? Please and that relationship, and you and you sort of, well, you ignore it. Um, have you ever deceived your spouse or misled your spouse about matters concerning your opposite sex friend? Yeah, this is uh, we're in the deep end of the pool here today, and uh, we just love to have you join in. Some of you have early on said, "Hey, we know this can always be an issue. It's the world in which we live. It's just life." Our own sinful nature can lead us in directions. It may not be a physical affair, but you just get emotionally involved and you find out it dissipates the intimacy and closeness with your spouse. How have you put some boundaries in place? What are some positive things you're doing? 888 1717 
is the phone number. Love to have you join in. And again, the 30-day devotional, The One Thing Makes the Difference, a very powerful, helpful 30-day journey for you personally uh, from God's Word with an illustration, a reinforcement in a story, and a one-thing challenge every day. Uh, Just go to theintentionallife.com. Okay, Becca's on the line. Um, Hi there. Welcome to the program, Becca. Hi, Dr. Renee. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate your call. I know this is a heavy topic and it's an important one. What? How do you want to weigh in? What have you learned through this? <sighs> what I've learned, I have learned that other people that we do forgive. That forgiveness is huge in our life. Um, starting back from you know being the age of fourteen, my husband and I have been seeing each other. Uh, well, we are married now, but we were seeing each other at an early age. And, um, I dated or I was very promiscuous. So I I apologize. I don't know exact words to use, but I was very promiscuous with a few of his friends actually. Um, and because I called them, Oh, they're my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I kept saying, well, there was, you know, I'm friends with them too, but it wasn't the case. Um, and we've overcome that though because we've said no more, you know, it's not going to happen anymore. He has forgiven me 100% through Christ only. There's no way he would have ever forgiven me if he did not have God in his heart. Um, And how are you guys doing now? I, oh, we're doing amazing. Absolutely amazing. My best friend in the whole world. There's not another man that nobody compares to him in my eyes. Um, And, you know, we've been through a lot together. And I think I don't forgive myself as much. Um, I'm not sure if I have yet, but when we, we still talk about it periodically, maybe every couple of years it'll come up just because he does still communicate with those friends. They Ooh, are his friends. Wow. I know it's kind yeah. of strange, um, but the way that we deal with that is the fact that we never discuss what took place. It never gets discussed, not by my husband. He set a boundary with them, saying that's my wife. Everyone will respect her if you want to be in his life. As well as he tells me, I will respect him if I want to be, you know, we want to continue. So it's a, it's a really, it's a respect issue, a God issue. And in your heart, it's a heart issue all the way around. Well, you, you guys have been down a path that not a lot of people can navigate. Certainly not, um with your your story but it, it's got to be a god thing um keeping those boundaries in place boy that's that's really healthy forgiveness i know that you know that that tends to be the exception not the rule after we hear this kind of opposite sex friendships going into an affair uh it, it is a difficult thing for people to get to a process of forgiveness and in one of my books it was in the book on childhood memories i talked about you know we hear the statement forgive and forget forgive and forget you know <laughs> I changed that and I said, you know, here's a reality when we talk about memories. I think you need to forgive and then remember what God has done. You know, the remembering part is to take captive those thoughts that can go down the the, uh, the drain. You know, you can take your mental history and all of a sudden you're down a rabbit hole with your thoughts and change those to say, but God, look what God has done. So I remember this was a bad point in life, but look what God has done in our lives, in our marriage, our family. And uh, that's a powerful thing. Thank you, Beck. I appreciate your call. Well, you just tuned in. What in the world are they talking about today? 
uh, opposite sex friendships outside of marriage. You're married, right? And you have friends at work. You have friends and maybe at church. Can't tell you the number of stories I have heard where affairs begin in church because you're really engaged maybe in the music program or service or something uh, where you have similar interests and you're connecting. And, and like uh, one of the callers said, you know, th- these affairs don't just begin, hey, you want to have an affair. What happens is uh, an emotional need is touched. You know, hey, he listened to me. You know, my husband criticizes and he listens to me or she listens to me, appreciates me, respects me. And, you know, well, you know, if you've been down that tra- uh, track, you know that it can, one thing leads to another. And so putting in into protection early on these boundaries that we're talking about, uh, opposite sex friendships. Some of you made it work. How'd you make them work? How do you do it? Should they be cut off completely? What do you think? What have you learned? Let's get intentional. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Tell you what, quick break. We'll be back. Uh, and we're going to stay here for another half hour, record a show that's going to air tomorrow. So we'll continue the discussion with you all. Uh, as you call, Amy will get you set up. Uh, call triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. I know it's an important topic, sensitive topic. And uh, those of you sharing are helping other people. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. There's a second question that we ask. The first is why I'm here. Second is, who am I going to live for today? That's a really profound question. Who am I going to live for today? You know, that's an excerpt from the teaching this month on these five questions you can ask. Powerful questions for living an intentional life in Christ. And if you're not receiving the monthly teaching from our Intentional Living Center, why not? You're missing out. I uh, wish we could send to everyone, but we really connecting with people who are on the journey with us, part of the Intentional Living community, and your financial support allows this, the uh, ministry to continue. We're listener-supported, so we send this out every month to uh, a few thousand people around the country. We'd love to have you be a part of it. Come and join us today, and you receive the free teaching every month and uh, ongoing teaching each and every month, mentoring from Intentional Living. You can join today. Go to theintentionallife.com. TheIntentionalLife.com is uh, the spot to go to. Hit the donate button. And when you do, what will happen is you'll be there uh, where all the information is so you can sign up. And and we welcome you. We'll watch for you. We'll stand there and watch for you. Okay? 888-888-1717 to talk to me or go to TheIntentionalLife.com. During the break, Jennifer, you had a question uh, you were asking me. Um, what, what was that question? Well, if you're friends with somebody at work, obviously uh-huh. you get along, you work together. Yep. And if your spouse is uncomfortable and says, I don't like this, you need to stop. Mm. How do you go about doing that without hurting that person at work? Because yeah. you have to see them every day. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really good question. Because uh, I would want to definitely honor my husband and mm-hmm. his wishes, but how do you go about that? without hurting the other person. I, I think a couple of really practical things. One is obviously putting boundaries in place what you talk about. Um, one of the callers mentioned uh, that what can happen, it can happen in the workplace. It can happen in the ministry, even like this. I mean, we're, we're caring people and we support each other and you're having a problem in your relationship with your kids or your spouse and you talk to another uh, co-worker of the opposite sex and they're, they're, they're sympathetic and they're listening uh, it can develop that kind of connection point. So putting boundaries in place of what we're going to talk about, what we're not going to talk about. And there's things that are appropriate and not appropriate, the limits in place. 
I think secondly, if the spouse is concerned about the friendship, uh, I'd really want to explore with my spouse, why is it? What is it you know? What have you heard? Is it, I mean, what is it you're concerned about? What can I do to make you feel more comfortable? In other words, keep the ball in their court. Give them permission to say, well, I would prefer you not talk about these things or that you would you know, meet when there's other people around. Fine, I will do those things out of respect to you. I think when a spouse feels that they're being honored and respected, mm-hmm. the trust level goes up. But people who have been hurt in the past, man, trust is a difficult thing. You know, we can spend a lifetime building trust and you can lose it that quickly. So I hope that yeah, was an answer. You. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, we're talking about opposite sex friendships. You're welcome to join in today. Uh, we have just a minute left. Uh, that, do I have time? Do I have time? Um, I got two minutes. All right. Let me let me go over to Doug here in uh, Michigan. Doug, welcome to the show. What's your thought today? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, we, my wife and I, are both remarried. We both had spouses that were in. Uh, had affairs. And so we've doing everything we can to make our, our spouse, in my case, my wife, um, feel like she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. You know, everything from the little things around the house to the friendships we have to, you know, just everything. And if there's a friendship of the opposite sex, we make sure our spouses are because we've both been hurt. We don't ever want to go down that road again yeah so so we try to go uh, i guess most people would say we move our way to make sure our spouse knows that they're number one as far as human being there's a huge payoff you know? for that and that that is important doug when when we're the, when there's a lack of that intimacy that closeness that that feeling of connection in the relationship um while there might not be anything going on with a person of the opposite sex outside of marriage, uh, there can be a feeling of we're just not connected and I wonder what's going on. And of course, if you've grown up where you went through some hurt, that can make it even more difficult. All right, thank you, Doug. Had a little phone there at the end. I couldn't uh, hear everything, but I think we got most of it. i tell you what, we're going to wrap up here in a minute live, uh, and I would invite uh, those of you on the line just to hang on. We'll be with you, Chris, in just a moment. We're going to continue this discussion And actually what we're going to do is record the show for tomorrow because we want to take advantage of those of you calling. And so you're welcome to call. We have a spot for you. Tell us your story. Tell us what you've learned or one thing you're doing. Maybe this hasn't been an issue. Maybe it's not an issue. Maybe you you hear this and you shake your head saying, what's wrong with these people? Um, We'd love to have you join in as well. 888-888-1717. Our mission at Intentional Living is to help us have less regret in our life to bring glory to God, and certainly in the process, benefit to ourselves. to figure out what pleases Christ and then do it, as it says in, in the book of Ephesians. And so as we go off the air today, I want to thank each of you for uh, being a part of the show. Thank you, Jennifer and Amy, who's on the phones today, and Gino on Facebook, all of our Facebook friends. Spread the word, share with others, appreciate it. And again, we'll start right up here in a moment um, with uh, calls for tomorrow. 888 1717. Um, my wife and I, we've been married a lot of years, love each other. We reinforce our love for each other and keep those boundaries in place. If you're not intentional, I'll tell you what, the world will be in more intentional and the one who's most intentional is ultimately going to win. All right. So make sure this is something that's high on your priorities. We'll see you tomorrow. 
right on this same topic for intentional living.